Hello and welcome. This is the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. This is Ben, and I'm here with Tank. Hello. Hi, Tank. How you been this week? Been pretty good. Um, went out hiking in tall grass, and I have roughly 30 gigabytes. So that's a lot of fun. That sounds horrible. Not fun at all. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, this happened two years ago, so um, I think. Being an election year, the chiggers are running for the world's worst, world's worst <laughs> insect in my life. <laughs> They're making a strong case. Uh, pro tip, get calamine lotion. It makes it stop itching. Mm. And just take a bath in it, right? Yeah. This is my whole, it's all the way up to my chest. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'd use the whole bottle up <laughs> one evening. But no, the week's been good. I've been enjoying it. Um, well, in the we're time. also here with chigger-free Derek. Hello. <laughs> that just sounds like the worst. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. How you doing, Ben? Good. How are you? Good. We got uh, free pizza tonight. It was great. How did you get free pizza? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, but someone just showed up to the front door or the back door with pizza, and or well, not just someone, the delivery person from the pizza place down the street. It's paid for. No. There was no indicator as to who bought it or who it was supposed to go to, so we just took it and asked our neighbors. No one knew what it was about, so. That Free story pizza. might be a lot scarier if it wasn't a pizza man delivering the pizza. Yeah. If you just had random strangers walking up with pizza. <laughs> that would be a little odd. Yeah, a little, little disturbing. We only take pizza from properly licensed delivery people. <laughs> and that license is signified by their pizza. So we're not very discriminating here. So. <laughs> well, that is excellent. And Craig, I'm here with Craig, too. Did you get pizza or chiggers this week, Craig? Um, I did have pizza on Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, I've had some pizza this week. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> but no chiggers? No, no. Anything exciting happened this week? Um, I've been working out of town and I've been sick. So those two things together aren't the best combination, but... That's right, we'll power through. You are powering through and we appreciate it. Yeah, all good. Well, also this week, let's move into Tech You Should Know. Uh, as we cover the tech news around the world, uh, mostly in the U.S., maybe a little bit in Australia, uh, no, just kidding, that happened this week that you might care about. Uh, first off, Sprint announces their iPhone Forever plan. They've uh, added a mobile data plan that's $22 a month, and you can get a free yearly upgrade on this plan to the next iPhone. So most of the contracts used to be two years, and you would just have to wait if you were on the S cycle or the original cycle. But now... They're coming out with new new phone plans where you can upgrade every year and keep paying the same rate, no uh, added fees. Also this week, a lot of Google news. The new version of Android now has a name. It's going to be Android M is now Android Marshmallow. Google also released a web uh, location for their Hangouts application. I think you're going to see them split out just as they did with Photos. They're going to be splitting off all the functionality of Google Plus into separate uh separate products that actually work uh, and that, that people actually use. They also released, pretty interesting, 
a wireless router this week. It's supposed to be a super simple wireless router. It's called OnHub. And so a new service called Google On, and the, the product you connect to the internet through Google with is, is OnHub. Pretty neat. It's like $200, which seems expensive for a router. Yeah. I don't know if that's if that's comparable to Apple's time time or not time capsule, the Airport Express. I have a time yeah. capsule, it's just not. But Airport Express is like seventy bucks. Time capsules are two hundred to three hundred. I have one, but they also give you network attached storage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this thing does that. I haven't looked. That no, far probably into not. It. I think this is just just the router. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably comparable so well. to the Airport There's Express. A, yeah, there's a mobile app. You're supposed to be able to connect de- devices very quickly and easily with it. That's what they're really building it as. Uh, there's a pretty quick, maybe like 50-second intro to it that we'll probably put in the show notes. Okay. Additionally, this week, you can now use Stephen Hawking's speech software for free. So sound like a crazy, awesome, brilliant, mad scientist for free. Uh, no, just kidding. Stephen Hawking <laughs> is, is brilliant for sure. But they mm-hmm. did release his speech software for free. Also, on iPhone and iPad now, Final Fantasy VII for all you Final Fantasy nerds. I never really got into it except for the first one. Did any of you guys play Final Fantasy? All of them. No. Not at all. I've played almost every single one, including all 30 spinoffs or however many there are in the world. Wow. Well, here's the problem. (laughs) You have a Windows phone, so the joke's on you. (laughs) Very true. Sorry, I've beaten Final Fantasy VII like five times, so... I don't need an, I don't need another excuse to beat it again. It's sixteen dollars <laughs> for iPhone. Is it worth it? Holy crap! Sixteen dollars. What? Yeah. Um, it's much cheaper on Steam, so I'd vote no. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe don't get that one. But if you're a Final <laughs> Fantasy person, I don't know. You may want to. Also, this week in some more business and enterprise focused news, uh, we've got a new ba- a new alpha out of Bootstrap. Bootstrap four. Uh, for all you web developers out there like Tank and I. Uh, Parallels released an update. I think it's Parallels 10 or 11, which gets Windows 10 and OSX Yosemite on the vice versa systems. So you can now run Cortana, which is Microsoft's Siri competitor on Mac, which is pretty neat. And then also, I thought this was really interesting. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We have to address the fact that you just called OS 10 OS X. This, this, is, not, OS this X. is not right. OS X. No, it's OS, OS 10, X? man. It came after OS 9. This is yeah, OS I 10. Know that. It's just existed for over a decade now. Uh, I have always said X OS is X. a Roman numeral? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, X is Roman numeral 10. Yeah, well, all right. I'll just make fun of you. That's, that's all. If you call it OS 10, uh, write into us, email us, ask at techreformation.com, and uh, tell me I'm wrong. But if you call it OS X, tell Derek he's wrong. <laughs> I th- I call it OS X, but the more I say that, the weirder it sounds. So maybe I'll switch to OS ten. Yes, yes you should. Convince me, Darren. No, don't <laughs> switch. Probably <laughs> just in time for Apple to introduce a completely new operating system in the next two years. So, well, we'll see. O- OS X just sounds bizarre, doesn't it? It does. It does. They do it's, call it it's OS not 10. right. They always call it OS ten. They call it OS ten at the keynotes. <laughs> Yep. All right, anyway, uh, <laughs> enough of that. It's OS X or OS X, whatever. Uh, also in the news, Microsoft beat out Salesforce as the most widely used cloud app for businesses, uh, which is pretty incredible, I think. Salesforce has been, uh, honestly, a behemoth in the enterprise space as far as uh, apps for business go. 
Uh, last thing here in tech you should know, I got three things which I just labeled awesomeness because I don't really know how else to categorize them. Disney is building a massive Star Wars world at Disneyland, and anyone who doesn't think that's awesome and also listens to this podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> they also released yes. an app that is your digital concierge to their theme parks. You can see wait times at the parks, which as a kid, we always went to Disney World, and that was the worst part, was getting there and not realizing you'd have to wait for an hour to go on your favorite Men in Black ride. That that seems like something that I would have thought they would have had for some time now. I'm sort of surprised that it's taken them this long to to get that kind of service happening. Yeah, I definitely do not disagree with you there. It seems like it was slow. I did see, as I was looking into this, that there are a lot of third-party apps out there that offer the same thing. I don't know how accurate they are, though. Right. Yeah. So this one's actually made by Disney, which is kind of big, I think. They'll have the infrastructure to really get you accurate data, which you want when you're going to wait for an hour for a ride. Can you choose who breaks the news to you? Like, can you get uh, Mickey Mouse or or one of the latest characters from Frozen or something to to tell That's you how good. long it's gonna the wait's gonna be for a certain ride? That's a good idea. You should patent that. Make sure Disney yeah, doesn't steal it from you. Yeah, Disney, if you're listening, we had this idea first. That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Specifically, Craig. <laughs> And finally, and I know this one is just going to get everyone fired up like it did me, Xena the Warrior Princess is going to get a reboot, and I'm so excited. Really? Yeah, I used to watch Hercules and Xena growing up. It was always awesome. I know it's like pagan gods and stuff, but it's for the mythology and the story, not like the paganism. I have no okay. idea what this is. Oh my gosh, I need to look up Xena the Warrior Princess. Just idiot, but I'd... I'd... Well, I've heard the name Xena, if that matters. You know. Well, I don't <laughs> know if she's actually up... in the mythos originally, but they had a huh. big TV show that was pretty popular. Lucy Wallace, you know who that is? Oh, you know, I did read an article about that at one point. That's right. I still know nothing about it, but I've read something about it anyway. Well, Xena's coming <laughs> back, so get excited for that, fans. All right. Didn't that just end in like a weird relationship triangle, that show? I don't remember that. I hope not. I think I think it did. I think it was like there was Xena and there was some male love interest, but then there was also the the blonde sidekick. Yeah, and but her they and were Xena never kind like of... romantically interested. In oh, each they other. Did, they were. There was Xena at least one episode. Sidekick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm gosh, pretty sure, I if I remember correctly. Well, that's why I was surprised I when you said you're my so excited. Recommendation, if that's the case, <laughs> I was not saved as a child when I watched that show, <laughs> and I've not watched it in a long time. I just remember I, loving it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But from memory, that there was something like that going on. So, Well, if Craig's right, I withdraw that news. Just forget you heard that, everyone. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and see what's in the reboot. Maybe the reboot will be different. Who knows? Hopefully. Yeah, no, it'll probably be more promiscuous, let's be honest. Who's making it? Is it HBO or? Yeah, I'm sorry, is it who? <laughs> HBO. <laughs> One more time. HBO. Oh, HBO. Okay. I thought you said <laughs> HBO for a second. Is that what no. you said? No. It's NBC. Sorry. NBC. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's NBC. Yep. Which, yeah, and they, they need good shows, which is why they're rebooting stuff. I don't know if you guys follow TV ratings at all, but NBC is always the lowest. 
No. Okay. No, dead dead yeah, air. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's the end of uh, Tech You Should Know for this week. This is Tech You Should Use. Um, today I will be introducing Trello to you. Um, Trello is a web application that is available on iOS and Android as well. Of course, not Microsoft Windows Phone, but that's okay. Um, so what it is, it is, a, it is a replacement for to-do lists. If you write to-do lists on pen and paper or even just a notepad on your phone, um, you may know how hard it is to manage those, but Trello is a fantastic way, very sleek, smooth way of managing your tasks. I use them for just chores around the house, life projects, uh, my website, and we here at Tech Reformation also use them to manage our setting up our podcasts and everything. So how's your all's experience been with it so far? So I'm going to jump in here and be the dissenter a little bit. <laughs> when I, oh I actually, before you mentioned using Trello for this podcast, I had tried it and I stopped because it was just too confusing to me. Or that's what it felt like. Maybe, I don't know. This was several, like when it first came out, I think I tried it out because I heard it was cool. Um, but now we've obviously, like you said, started using using it again. So what would you say to somebody who feels like when they first get in there, it's just really confusing. Um, I don't know. I would say maybe start simple. Um, I didn't find it too confusing at all. Uh, you just you make a board that says this board is about um, valet parking. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally a reference to a movie. And that movie, <laughs> Dickie Roberts, former child star. And that movie is Valet Parkers. But anyway, we'll make it about valet parking. And so then you could have a list of one list, cars not parked. Another list, cars in the process of parking. A third list, cars retrieved by their owners. And then you make tasks um, that on cars needing park, you put the, the green Honda with the lady in the purple fro. And then... Whenever you drive and park your car, you can just drag that card over into this car's parked, and then you can add a comment, it was parked here. Um, and then once the lady with the purple pro gets her car back, you drag it across. So, And then you can have another board about whatever and so on. Um, very great descriptions there. I didn't want to try for another thing and end up with Valley Parkers again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've always found it pretty simple, but... For for me, I've just never been able to get into to-do lists, period. But Trello looks like a very nice one, and it certainly looks great for, uh, I mean, it's been great for trying to organize stuff with the podcast. I am just, I have just not spent the time, enough time to get used to using a, any kind of to-do list or organizational app. I think but, um, the th the thing that I've found about it is that Trello makes a lot of sense to me to use for things that have clear stages. So um, if you've got a task to do or a, a range of tasks to do that will progress from stage one to completion, I guess, 
um, Trello's really helpful way of moving things along visually from, uh, because you've got the columns, like the individual um, t- or cards, I guess, and then you can have to-do lists within those within each card. Um, and so you can kind of shift things from left to right as you go through the process of doing something. For just a standard to-do list, though, I think something like Wonderlist I find uh, really useful. I don't know if you guys have heard of or used Wonderlist. Spelled W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. Um, yeah, Microsoft just uh, bought them out. Yeah, so Wonderlist is something that, like, my wife and I use it for uh, heaps of things. We use it for our shopping, like, our weekly shopping lists. We we use it for, again, jobs around the house. You know, like, if I'm mowing the lawn, I don't need to... Um, I don't need to break that down into get the get the lawnmower out of the shed, um, take the lawnmower down to the grass, fill it up with petrol, start the lawnmower. Mow the, do you know what I mean? I can just say mow the lawns and then tick it off. Um, and the cool thing about Wonderlist is, again, you can break it into a range of lists and then you can, it, it basically syncs. So if my wife is at the, sh- the shops doing the shopping um, and I'm at home and realize that we need something, I can put it in and it will come up on her phone while she's at the shops. Um, and, and likewise, I can see once she's ticked things off, um, and vice versa. So just for a standard to do list, that's kind of what I'd use, but I think Trello is really useful, like for setting up the podcast, for example, when we've had things that we want to, you know, we want to do a certain task and it's got a whole range of components. I have been looking for a good to do list for like years since I got a smartphone and I've tried all the ones that you are probably thinking of as you're hearing me say this. So like Wonderlist, Todoist, AnyDo, all of those like super popular ones. OmniFocus. OmniFocus as well is a great one. I actually have that one. I use it from time to time. But again, I don't use Todoist, so it kind of sits on my phone. I just, they don't, none of them really are. I'm looking for like Sunrise of Todoist or like Pocket of Todoist or like Mailbox of Todoist, but there just doesn't seem to be one out there. Have you used Clear? I have used Clear. Clear is really nice for like for like uh just like grocery lists or like the really simple stuff that you don't need to have remind I mean it does reminders but um you don't need to do all kinds of fancy stuff with it it just hey here's a thing and it makes a noise when you click it off and it's a great little audio audio reaction to it makes you feel good all kinds of happy sounds and <laughs> the way it looks yeah yeah, I've used Clear off and on like three times now, and I just never, I always go back to the default reminders app. And do you know why? Because of Siri integration. Oh, yeah. When I can hold the home button and say, remind me to do this at this time, and it just does it, that's what I need. That's really all I need. Well, OmniFocus, so, OmniFocus actually will integrate into the reminders app so that when you say to Siri, hey, remind me to do this, or put this on, or add, like, say you have a grocery list you know i hey siri add oranges to my grocery list it'll pop it into your grocery list and um and then omnifocus will suck that into into itself which is pretty cool so there are some some app developers that have kind of hacked their way around the limitations on siri I have seen some of that too. I've seen things. OmniFocus is forty dollars on iPhone. Well, yeah, it is. Well, no, but that's, that's there's the no I... way I'm going to pay forty dollars <laughs> for a to do app. It's just never going to happen. It is. It I is am a, way too cheap for that. It is a really amazing app, though. Once you like, if you're into the getting things done system, um, it is just incredible for that. I have just not kept up with it. Is all. Well, I hate to bring us full circle here, but 
Trello seems to be the most robust and customizable option of the ones I've tried, to be honest with you. And ben, again, have you used Things? Do I? Have you used Things, which is like the Mac, um, there's a Mac app called Things, which is a to-do list. I'm just thinking because you said you wanted something like Pocket, something that's quite, I'm assuming, quite sort of stripped down and um, lightweight and stuff. Is that, have you used that one? Uh, I have tried it. See? Okay. And you, okay, you don't like that either. I'm showing him the little cloud download symbol in iTunes. I've tried it. I've to, I'm telling you guys, I've tried them all, and they just, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, wow. You just hard We to need please. to do a whole episode on to do apps, clearly. Um, well, apparently, yeah, Trello is tech one and four of you should use, since there are four of us and only one of us really enjoys it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great, uh, maybe as we're getting at a uh, project management system, I use them oh, for yeah. local to-do lists. Um, but in instead of just visualizing left to right, I sometimes organize kitchen, garage, um, bedroom, and then tasks just go down there. So I don't ever move them across the list. I just delete them once I finish them. So you can do a lot of things with Trello, but um, obviously you've heard a lot of other great recommendations for lists, so if you're on the bin path, try them all out. I'm sure you'll find one that you like. Or Don't do it. It's such a waste of time. We'll Go with it. Trello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us into our main segment, Theology from the Headlines. And this week, we wanted to talk about some recent articles floating around the web on automation, so artificial intelligence type stuff, specifically automation in the workplace. Um, You know, robots replacing our jobs or taking our jobs. Let me just get us started. Um, Vox ran an article um, called The Automation Myth, Robots Aren't Taking Your Jobs, and That's the Problem. So they had a pretty interesting perspective um, on the matter. I just want to kind of read uh, this first part of the article to get us started. Uh, A couple of things that really stuck out to me, but I want to hear y'all's thoughts, of course, on this, Uh, specifically how we should think biblically about this. And obviously it's something that's coming, whether we like it or not. So, um, you know, what are we to think about this? Let me just get us started here. Uh, President Obama has warned that ATMs and airport check-in kiosks are contributing to high unemployment. Senator Marco Rubio, who's now running for president, said that the central challenge of our times is, quote, to ensure that the rise of machines is not the fall of the worker, end quote. A cover story in The Atlantic asked us to ponder the problems of a world without work. And in The New York Times, Barbara E. wants the warns that the job-eating maw of technology now threatens even the nimblest and most expensively educated. So then they talk about how the good news is that these concerns are wrong, but the bad news is that these concerns are wrong. And basically the article talks about how, although automation is growing, and automation in one sense has always been around, um, jobs have been being replaced by better technology for decades. It's just uh, more obvious, I think, now. Wheels um, on carts have replaced dozens of men carrying back the kill from the hunt and, you know, all yeah. those things. And yeah, it's not it's always objectively and inherently a bad thing. Um, but the thing that Vox really highlights is the lack of productivity. So the total hours of work that we're doing are going down since the 90s. And so the problem is that automation is growing so quickly that it's outpacing our work. And so that's kind of the, the 
perspective they take on it. What did you guys think about this one? The the very first thing that I think of when it comes to this this idea of automation outpacing work in the world is I mean, I'm just gonna go, gonna go straight to the Bible on this one, just completely juke the whole thing. Um is when when Adam and Eve uh initially fell from uh favor with God, um the one of Adam's curses was that cursed is the ground because of you in toil you will eat of it all the days of your life both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground because from it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return the thing is work working to live has has was not originally a thing i mean i'm there i'm sure there was work like work can be a very fulfilling thing but the ground has been cursed and we and we really have to fight to get what we want out of it um i'm not sure that that's a problem that can be solved fully with automation every time we come up with something to to uh help us out there's always going to be another problem to be solved or that in and of itself causes a problem and by the time you know with different resources we have to start getting creative about what we're using, depending on how much we're using of what. This is why there's a whole thing with environmental pushes with, you know, stop using so much, stop using so much oil. Eventually we're going to, we're going to still run into things that need done by people. Go ahead, Tank. Yeah. Um, when I'm a software developer and so all I do is make things automate jobs that people could do it would just take them a really long time to do um and one time i worked one of my jobs was to basically automate an entire department it was a department of about 15 people and they're somewhat afraid that once my software was finished that they would be out of a job but um that wasn't the case the uh as the managers was were often saying was we won't like dump you because um of this software we're still going to need you we're just going to be able to use you better your job will be done much faster and that's what i think automation yes automation uh, shows just like what derek was saying um is that there's always a job to do um automation just tends to make it better for instance uh, i was reading how like cars put trains out of business uh well excuse me let me back up uh, in the article is talking about how automated cars would put truck drivers out of business and so but if you look back further cars put like trains out of business and from that we got truck drivers and so from automated cars who knows what's going to come out like people who receive the phone to send an automated car out so automation always creates new jobs it just creates in- more efficient jobs in my opinion yeah, I think the work just shifts. Uh, so even in the example you gave of writing software to automate different systems or processes, you then need someone to manage the software and improve the software. And so the work really just shifts a stage back, if you will. I think the point you brought up, Derek, is good. Um, God gave us work in the original creative order. Before the fall, he says to Adam, work the garden and keep it. And so work is a good thing and work is a way that we worship our creator um, when done rightly. I don't, I think this idea that there's a world without work that we should imagine is a fiction um, because God's created us in such a way that if we don't work, 
uh, it will not be a good thing for us. The part of the curse that you bring up is that the work we do becomes difficult, and that's part of the fall. Uh, but there will still be work in, uh, like the new heavens and the new earth, for example. Um, it just won't be as troublesome uh, for us, I think. And I think on that as well, like the article was talking about productivity, <clears throat> excuse me, productivity dropping because people um, check their emails and, and browse the web and do whatever while they're at yeah. work these days because everything's so, it's so easy to flick between work and recreation, I suppose. Um, and I think that's, that's just like a, a way that we, we, you like a, a tool that we use to distract ourselves from the pressures of work or the, like the less enjoyable parts of our, um, work now that, like you said, Ben, now that the fall has meant that work is difficult and not as enjoyable as it was before. I think, um, yeah, part of the issue as well is that we, we can, allow ourselves even while we're at work sometimes to be distracted and to um you know go oh well it's only 30 seconds here and 30 seconds there to check our facebook or or send this email to someone or whatever but but the article was saying that that has actually become quite damaging for productivity in general when you when you add up all that time across a, a year or whatever um that each person is doing things like that while they're supposed to be at work Yeah, that was one of the things that stuck out to me uh, more experientially in my life. Um, So, I mean, I work for a really big company. I do software development also. Uh, And one of the things, you know, as Christians, we are to be holy as the Lord is holy and to fight sin. And one of the things that I battle with more than anything else is being productive at work, is doing what I'm paid to do. Um, because when you're not doing that, you're, you're effectively stealing from the company because you're they're paying you to check your social media, but they're not doing that, right? Um, and so that really struck home with me, at least, in terms of, um, you know, like Paul says, we should do our work unto the Lord, um, knowing that in all that we do, we, uh, so to speak, we have an audience of one, um, that we are, work really is, like I said earlier, worship. Um, and, you know, our jobs aren't holy just because we evangelize or share the gospel at work, but it's also, and we should be doing that, and we can do that to redeem the work, of course, but I think also the work itself is um, worship unto God, because that's how we're supposed to be doing it as Christians. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, though, that there we, I would hate for us to go down the route, and I don't think any of us are, but that we have to go in, put our heads down, and sit and work for eight hours, and then leave oh, yeah. in a sense of no breaks. Like, uh, No, they don't office, want me to do that at my job. <laughs> my office has a ping pong table, and I play maybe 30 minutes of ping pong a day, and they pay me for it. Um, and they maybe do actually pay you minutes. for it. Yeah, maybe less than 30 minutes a day, but depends on the day, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they encourage breaks. They want the culture to be one where people get along and there's opportunities for conversations. And you hear a lot of that in the tech companies now, especially. I think there's one company I was hearing about that if you're drinking coffee, they require you to drink the coffee in the break room. Like, you can't go back to work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, to encourage a culture of conversation and friendliness so yeah well i definitely agree um that we should work hard at what we do we should also uh, know how to have fun and know how to as we keep saying uh, or as we're we're about reforming stuff um like reform the reform the work to where the fall made it not fun but let's make things automated let's do work in a way that it's still 
fun like it was supposed to be in the beginning. Yeah, that's good. I don't want to sound too extreme on one side. There's, this is definitely an area for balance. Um, and my boss has said a couple of times, he's also a Christian, he said a couple of times that we work in a relationship-based business. And so, you know, when we get tickets and things to work or tasks to do, it's it goes quicker based on the people you know. And you don't learn to know people in this business by just sitting at the desk and staring at your computer screen all day, eight hours like you were talking about. So there's definitely a balance there of, of taking the right, the appropriate amount of time for breaks and um, building relationships with others. And I don't know how you would share the gospel at work if you didn't have relationships with your coworkers too. So that's definitely a great point. <laughs> and it's, it's the same thing with the construction industry too. I think it's always has been that um, you just always like, there will be times that you just take, take 10 minutes and you're just talking about everybody's weeks, you know, and, uh, getting to know each other otherwise you can't hardly work with each other if you don't know each other you just uh yeah, agreed which is something i actually struggle with i tend to not like to talk to people at all if i don't have to um which is a problem with my introvertedness that i am continually working on but um yeah i, I agree getting to know people and and having that time of of interacting with the people you work with is good so one of the things that you brought out, uh, Tank, in the second article, which is from The Atlantic, uh, the age of the robot worker will be worse for men. And so they used an example of um, truck drivers being replaced by uh, driverless cars. Um, and so it said the, the statistic is 95% of truck drivers are men. And so uh, their point basically in The Atlantic article was that the jobs that statistically men are doing are more easily automatable, if you will. Um, <clears throat> and so a couple of things from there. Uh, many economists and technologists believe the world is on the brink of a new industrial revolution in which advances in the field of artificial intelligence will obsolete human labor, labor at an unforgiving pace. The jobs performed primarily by women are relatively safe, while those typically performed by men are at risk. Did you guys see that one? Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, this makes sense to me. They even brought out, I think, the fact that even though uh, the, the male-female um, thing has uh, really, I'm trying to think, even though the male-female the male ratio has really, ba- has started to balance out now with the whole gender revolution and everything and uh, whatnot. Um, that women tend to generally be far better at empathetic jobs, like like uh, you know distracting the kid while while giving a shot and those those general things. Because that's I'm 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 complementarian. I'm proud to admit to to say that Tanya and I work very well together, but we do different things, and so um, the empathetic part of things, I think the uh, that will be much more difficult to automate until AI comes around far enough that it's way better at not being an uncanny valley, you know? Yeah, so I think the world in which Siri is doing counseling or care-type jobs is a lot farther out and harder to imagine than, you know, like they gave in the article, driver driverless cars replacing truck drivers or, or trains or whatever. Um, so I definitely see what you're saying there. There's a de- there's a 
definite difference in the types of jobs that um, we're doing and that we're better at. So I, I think I get their point. Craig, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I thought that there was some fairly big stereotypes about um, about the type of work that women do as opposed to men. I'm sure statistically maybe that stuff is, mm-hmm. is valid, so it's not a big issue. But I, I was just thinking in my mind, I've got quite a few female friends who might be a little bit, you know, off put off by by that idea that there's kind of women's work versus men's work. Um, Definitely agree with that. But but at the same time, I think it's interesting. Like that that empathy side of things does make a lot of sense. And um, uh, yeah, but whether that's gender neutral, you know, like a lot of doctors, um, there's a, a lot of male doctors, and doctors need to have bedside manner and all that kind of thing as well. And um, lawyers is is another one that's like you know big on in both genders and so um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think yeah. for certain things like truck driving sure okay yep clearly probably a male dominated industry um, also clearly something that could be um, automated quite efficiently and and easily yeah. over the next few years but um, for me I kind of read it and went well you know it's not something that I'm stressed about because I, I don't think that yeah I don't think it's I don't think it's going to have enough of an impact to the point where I think their their sort of example was that um, men will be driving their wives to the office and then going home and um, doing the cleaning and looking after the kids and like that flipped, you know, flipped, um, I guess, of of the traditional like roles, um, if you want to call it that. They were saying like, oh, this will this will become the norm kind of thing. And I'm like, well, A, you know, is that, <laughs> you know, should we be using those stereotypes? Um, and if we are... Uh, I don't know that it's actually going to head quite that far in that direction. So, yeah, it was just something, something that I thought was an interesting thing to to think about, but maybe not as big a... Yeah, maybe not going to have as big an impact as, as that article may, may have suggested, I think. Great point. So let's move into recos. Uh, does anybody have any this week? Any recommendations? Well, today, this week, I have, I'm, I'm still editing um, interludes and things for the podcast, so I'm still listening to a lot of Matthew Parker, which is quite a treat because he just has some incredible music. So I'll just plug him, plug him again. We won't plug him every single show, but you know, definitely good to go check it out. Um, but another one I've been. I've kind of rediscovered. I found this on Noise Trade a little while back. It's kind of this strange. It's called Robo Jazz Two, and it'll be in the show notes. Um, but it's this strange, like jazz. It's jazz made uh, recorded purely with electronic sounds, which is kind of interesting. If you're not into jazz, then it might not be your thing. But uh, I found it cool. I, I like jazz for the most part, so something to check out. Yeah, I would definitely say, I didn't mention this earlier because I wanted to save it for a reco. Uh, there is a Kickstarter going on right now that just started this week uh, where some folks at a place called Megabots, that's the name of their company, they're building a huge robot to take on Japan. And so it's supposed to be like a giant robot duel between Team <laughs> USA and Japan. And just watch the Kickstarter video. I'll put it in the notes. I'm not recommending you to pay for it. I didn't. 
I just thought the video was awesome and the ideas hilarious and cool. Uh, so that'd be my recommendation this week. Awesome. Well, anyway, thanks for listening this week to Tech Reformation, and we will see you again soon talking about the world of technology meeting the worldview of Christianity. And if you want to contact us as a group, you can find us on Twitter at Tech Reformation, or you can email us, ask at techreformation.com, or you can jump on our Slack and uh, chat to us there, which is techreformation.slack.com. So we're hoping that will kind of grow into a, a, a bit of a community that we can just um, have some really interesting conversations. So definitely check out the Slack as well. And we'll see you next week. I'm sorry, Craig just sent a picture of Xena and her and her uh, sidekick, and I cannot get over this. I do not recommend this show anymore. <laughs> wow, I've never been so That's right, I do remember life. something about that. This is horrible. How do we get this off the chat? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so what we have here, what Ben is not explaining, is that there is Xena and her sidekick. Apparently... They turn Embryo. out to be lovers in the end, and they are smooching. This is horrible. On the lips. This was out in, like, the 90s, I think. In case nobody's aware, the sidekick is a female. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Sorry. that is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her name's Gabrielle, actually. I remember that. Lena and Gabrielle, yeah. That must have been really late in the show. Maybe I just missed that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> now that we're thoroughly sidetracked. How do we recover from this? <laughs> hey, this is Derek from the future. I'm here to make a quick redaction slash correction to the podcast. We're still using Slack for a community group, but we say that you need to go to techreformation.slack.com to get in. And we goofed on that one. We've since corrected our erroneous conceptions of how Slack works and created an automatic invitation thingy on our website. You can put in your email at slack.techreformation.com and you'll be invited to join the Slack. Uh, sorry for any confusion. If you're still confused, just check the show notes and follow that. That has the proper information on it. Thanks. We hope to chat with you soon.